Hey, are you there? Hey, yeah. Can you hear me? Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, awesome. It's so good to hear your voice. How are you doing? I know. It makes me so happy. Just, I have a huge smile on my face. Um, I'm really good. How are you? Good. Cra- you know, crazy times, but we're doing pretty good. Very grateful. I, I know it is really crazy, but um, I don't know. I'm really happy to be talking to you, though. Yeah, I'm stoked that you're available. Very cool. Where are you guys living right now? Um, we are in Florida on the Panhandle. We live in a little town called Navarre. Okay. Have you been hit by the hurricanes? Um, yeah, sort of. We got lucky last month with, um, or I guess it was September. Hurricane Sally wasn't too bad. We just had like a lot of debris in our yard and things like that. But a lot of our neighbors um, were affected you know, had trees down on their houses and lost power and things like that. We were very lucky. We haven't had any issues. Oh, good. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. All the, the, between the fires and the hurricanes are, there's a lot going on. So. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh my God. You guys had to evacuate, huh? We were under evacuation orders. So what we did was, um, so Chad was working the bear fire that was really big and he came home and was about to climb into bed. And one of our friends called him and said that they could see flames in there by Ace Hardware, which is like right next to our house, basically. And we, he was like, there's no way like the bear fire was still like 15 miles away from our house. And um, we looked out the back door and sure enough, we could see flames. So oh my gosh, that's we terrifying. Did, like, threw bags together, grabbed the kids, grabbed the animals, you know, loaded up. We only have a three horse trailer, so loaded up the horses we could. I had two Mustangs off range that I'd only had for two weeks, but I was like, well, I got to turn them loose. Thank goodness I caught them, but um, afterwards, but I turned them loose. And then we went to drive away and like, I was like, everything inside me says stay. And so I turned around and parked in the Ace Hardware parking lot and we watched for like three hours, um, mm. like watched the rider and, you know, it was right there. Um, and then finally they told us we had to leave. So I drove home and parked in the driveway <laughs> and watched um, all night long. And we could see flames off and on, but they had like the firefighters made a big break, you know, and stopped it from coming across that and saved like our neighbor's house. And then our houses, there was a few houses that burnt on our road, but they got it under control really fast. So, oh my we, gosh. Yeah, that's I don't know how fun. you even with all the kids and everything. I don't know how you even uh, to stay calm. I <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. With I'm so glad you're safe. Yeah, <laughs> with teenagers, it was like okay, you take. We had Jordan take Connor, you know, because you you mm-hmm. know Connor, right? You remember him? Yeah, mm-hmm. has all really special needs, so he took him to his grandparents' house. We we're like, just get Connor safe you know, somewhere safe. And then, um, so it's nice having drivers because <laughs> then yeah, you could like oh load like, <laughs> you and like, so, but yeah, yeah. So, um, it's been so long. What has, cause I, you know, through Facebook, it's funny how you kind of know what somebody's doing, but you don't really at all. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so, not true. 
I know okay. you had a baby. It's crazy. I had a baby too. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we could, um, you know, jump on the road and go for a run right now and everything would be exactly the same as it was, you know, like four years ago, five years ago, <laughs> whatever it was, but obviously things are not exactly how they are, um, how they were. Well, were you going to ask me what, what I've been up to or <laughs> yeah, like what you've been up to? Um, cause I know you've done some pretty amazing things between then and now. So, okay. Would... So yeah, I guess we, okay. When we left California, we went to DC for about a year and, mm-hmm. um, we were just learning, you know, Albanian in preparation for our move to Albania. So we were learning our language and learning about our, um, host nation, host nation culture and all that kind of thing. Um, and then we moved to Albania for a couple of years and it was amazing, better than I could have ever imagined. Like the people, the people there were just amazing, so kind and, um, the culture was so different than here, you know, like, I don't know how to describe it really, but, um, they just love children so much, you know, not to say that Americans don't, but I loved going out with the kids there. Like they never seemed like an inconvenience anyone, you know, like, Oh, that's awesome. Where often you do here, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, you brought your kids. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's so cool. It's just like Albanians just do everything with their kids. There's no like getting a sitter. It's like, Uh no, they just, they're everywhere all the time, any time of day, you know, and there was great hiking and good food. And we just had a great time for a couple of years. And um, now we're in Florida. So was Henry born in Albania? No. Uh, he wasn't born in either place, actually. I, um, I left Scott and the big kids in Albania for like three months and I came home to, um, Virginia. I stayed with Scott's parents for a couple months and I had him at a hospital in Virginia. It was crazy. Oh, wow. That's (laughs) crazy. How was that being like away from your husband and your other kids and uh, Scott able to call for his birth or? Yeah. So they came for like two weeks. So they were here um, and he was born right around Christmas time. So it was like baby, baby's born. And then we had Christmas and they got back on the plane and went home until I was able to um, like secure our passport for Henry and everything to go back. Mm -hmm. Um, It was crazy. It was, I have to be honest, really amazing for like three days. (laughs) probably. Yeah. I was like, this is great. I'm sleeping all the time. Uh-huh. I think I just stayed in bed for like, I don't even know the first 24 hours. <laughs> uh-huh. then, but, um, after that it was really hard. I was like very lonely and missing my people, but, um, I had a couple of friends in the area that I spent time with and, um, let's see, I don't know. Scott's parents just took really good care of me and everything. So it was okay. And then once the baby's born, you know, everything is a blur after that. You're just in right. Yeah. like survival mode. It's all nursing. Yeah, it's all and... survival. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't really remember that part even. It was just like a blink, you know? So uh-huh. I don't know. It was okay. That's, that's incredible. Cause that would be so hard. You know, some people like 
say it's so hard that their husband has to go back to work after two weeks. It's like, oh, but he's still coming home, not going to another country. <laughs> you With know? my babies. I think the hardest With, part yeah, was, other, uh, yeah. yeah, like when they were all on the plane, it was really a weird feeling for me. I've never, um, I've never been fearful of flying or afraid of, um, you know, being apart or anything like that. But there was a moment mm-hmm. when they were all flying to Virginia, Scott and the two big kids. And it was like everything that I love in the world is on one plane over the Atlantic together. (laughs) And it was so scary. And I just like had to take a moment and breathe and remind myself that everything's okay. And God is in control and we are fine. My kids are fine. (laughs) We've done this a bunch of times, you know? Yeah. I'm sure you, you have to go through kind of those emotions, maybe not quite so intense, but more often than some is like with your husband's job, you know, I experienced this with Chad in law enforcement and you just got to let go and it be like, it's in God's hands. Like there's no, no point in me worrying about it, even though we still do to an extent, you know, but you'll be like, Hey, it's in God's hands. Right. I, right. So like my little trick, um, I'm trying so hard to develop like, you know, a mindfulness practice in everyday life. And, um, one trick that a friend taught me was to kind of like approach my anxiety. Like I'm a scientist, like to say, Oh, that's interesting. I noticed that I'm feeling scared or I'm feeling worried. And then, you know, kind of start asking myself interesting questions about it. Like, Hmm, why do I feel this? Or I noticed this about, you know, my tension in my shoulders when I think about that. And it kind of like grounds me in, what is actually true in the moment, you know, and doesn't allow me right. to spin out of control and worry about what might happen, you know? I like that. That's a really good way to look at it. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm trying any little, any little trick, you know? Um, but yeah, because we do, we do have a lot of those moments, I guess. And over time you just kind of get used to it. But as our family grows, you know, it just, there's new stressors and things change. I don't know. I guess I never thought like in my pregnancies with the older kids, I never thought like that it could get any more difficult, I guess. And then, yeah, having Henry in the States was so, um, so different and I don't know, but we get through it, you know, every time it's like, I look back on it, like, how did we do that? But it always works out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so then you spent, then you flew back to Albania with Henry. And um, so had him, how long had you been there when you had him? Uh, We had been there almost two years and it was a two year assignment. So we flew back and then basically immediately started packing. I had to like start packing things up at the house and, um, closing things out at my job and getting ready to, you know, hand that over to the next person who was going to take my job there and, um, kind of researching our new place where we would be moving. You know, we found out, I think around the time I flew back, I think is when we found out we would be coming to Florida. So we were like house hunting and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just a big whirlwind really. It was so fast. I think after he was born. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you're still like kind of in zombie mode for I've always felt like at least six months, you know, and then like almost a full year till you you're starting to feel like yourself mm-hmm. again. Yeah, I agree you know, completely. All of that on, with everything on top. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. It's like um, I think that learning to nurse in a baby carrier was like the only thing that saved me those first few months because I'm as I'm like feeding the baby walking through an airport feeding the baby packing boxes you know right Right. yeah it's fine first to third you know it's like okay well sit down and feed the baby or you know then by the the third baby you're like okay well I gotta get things done there's no like <laughs> time <to> not yeah <laughs> no more of those like I have stare lovingly into your eyes and you know all that no <laughs> that's a luxury of the first one right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so and weren't you you got when did you because you got a degree did you get your master's was it I did. So, oh my gosh, it took forever. I guess when I was in California, I was working on my bachelor's and running with you a lot. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah. oh my God, I think I applied for that program in like 2015 and then we were moving. I deferred enrollment for like a year. And then I did uh-huh. a year of what was like a two and a half year program. And then I got pregnant. And it was like my last semester, I was so tired. I'm like, why am I so tired? (laughs) And um, yeah, it was Henry. So I took like a year and a half Mm -hmm. off in the middle just to kind of enjoy my pregnancy and um, have some time with him after he was born. But yeah, I finally finished just this past May. So it was a long process. (laughs) That is awesome, though, because I'm like, how did you have time to do that with everything else going on? It's amazing. Oh, thank you. It was a lot of early mornings and late nights, and I definitely took my time with it. You know, as many, um, I took like the max amount of time off in the middle that they would let me take because I always, mm-hmm. I always think I can do like two things really well, you know, but when I add a third thing, it's like life becomes overwhelming. So I think initially I was working and going to school and I had Scott really doing most of the kids stuff, you know, um, mm-hmm. he was doing like bedtime every night and that kind of thing. And, um, I don't know. And then when we moved to Florida, I decided I'm not going to work. I'm just going to do school and be mom, you know? So that was like really manageable, yeah. but I think if I had tried to work through that, it would have been too much. Right. I feel like I've heard that somewhere recently that you can do two things really well, but as soon as you add like your third thing, then things just start falling apart. I can't remember where I heard it, but I, I'm like, maybe I need to really focus on that because sometimes (laughs) I feel like I chase my tail and I'm like, I just, I feel like I dabble in so much. So I'm like, I want to, there's a few things that I want to focus on. So I'm like, okay, what could I narrow out? Because I really like that. Um, it seems to ring, ring, ring true or ring right or however. I always think you um, have such a good balance though, because you do have so many like hobbies and so many children, (laughs) so many things you're doing, (laughs) but like, I don't know, you guys always seem so balanced. I remember like thinking like, how do you do this? How do you round up all your kids and go like 
diving for abalone. <laughs> like you do all these crazy things. It's so cool. It's like almost keeping sane. I don't know. Like it's easier to pack up the kids and to like do things with them than it is to like not, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do agree with you. And like, I find too that I do that more when Scott is gone. Like when he was deployed last year through um, like the first part of this year and I packed up the kids and I took them to see um, the Panama Canal for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Oh, and everyone's like, on? what are you doing flying to Panama with your three children? I'm like, I don't know. I just, something about when I'm by myself for some reason, I just feel like more capable. I don't know. I become so helpless yeah. when Scott's around. <laughs> That's so funny. I think, okay. So I know you're not alone in this because I know multiple people that are like, well, I got my stuff together including myself, like, cause when we were running, Chad was working in Oakland. Yeah. Right? All the time. And so when he was like gone for four days, like my house is run. Like I, you know, there's a routine, there's a schedule, there's, you know, it was like what was expected happened. And then he'd get home and like all heck would break loose, but like, it was fun. He like brought all the fun and the laughter right. and I was all the like, get it done and stuff. And so I felt like I was more productive when he was gone. But then it's like, but it's better when he's there anyways, even though I'm less productive. But I could kind of see how that, like, is that same, like, well, you're the only one that the kids are counting on and you're the only one making the decisions, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. And there's no opportunity for them to, like, split and, like, tell one of us one thing and someone else something else, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. So you have, now I'm just experiencing a girl for the first time. Um, does your daughter play you guys more than your boys (laughs) or is that just me? Oh my gosh. She totally does. And it's a weird dynamic, I think with her being pretty close in age to Aiden. So they're just what 20 months apart, I think. Um, and it's funny because she's just like this sweet little peanut, you know, she's always been this, she's so small and so sweet and so delicate, mm-hmm. but she's also super manipulative. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think, you know, all she has to do is like bat her eyelashes and we're getting Aiden in trouble, you know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm finding out as she gets older that she is like such an instigator sometimes, but she's super cute <laughs> and we right. gets away with it. It's horrible. yeah I know we're in trouble so I don't know what to do with a girl but the same same things you do with a boy and (laughs) but just you know stick her in a dress (laughs) (laughs) yeah she wants to live in a dress so you know like I don't really like to dress up that much you I'm kind of would rather wear jeans all day long or running clothes Mm -hmm. and um she wants to wear a pretty dress everywhere we go and she wants mommy to be in a pretty dress too and she wants to carry a fancy purse (laughs) and wear sparkly shoes and have her toenails painted and I'm like where do you come from you're two years old (laughs) oh my gosh Lila is the same way she's so ultra girly and I am not at all like ever I am the queen of the messy bun you know and yeah running shoes all the time and uh (laughs) I was just uh, working at the hospital this weekend wearing my running shoes on the weekend. You know, there's no administration there to tell me to follow my dress code. (laughs) 
<laughs> my true colors <laughs> show. But um, uh, yeah, it's so funny, huh? How they come up with that, even if we don't model it for them. It's really funny. Their personalities right? just come out and this is how I'm going to be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So have you, so you're back in Florida now. Um, Are you still running? Oh my gosh. That's dreaded question. Not really. (laughs) Not really. I wish I was, I, you know, really lost touch with that. Um, I guess I run, you know, a couple times a week. I don't run long distance anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so as I go along, you always like come to my mind because when we were running all the time, you'd say things and I'd be like, what does that mean? You know, or like, okay, one of our 20 mile runs that we did, we're coming back into Pumas Lake and you know, it's flat as can be. (laughs) And like, we were both super tired. I think it was our first 20 and like the sidewalk goes out. Dude, I didn't know what that was until I was there running it. And I was like, oh, Kim knew this. <laughs> you know, like. Oh, my God. I cannot <laughs> believe so... you ran Boston. That You're so cool. <laughs> I want to be you when I grow up. The stars, you know, I'm not fast. I actually kind of like to run slow all the time. Um, and just like I listen to podcasts. I listen to books. Every now and then I'll, I'll try to do like a speed workout or something. But most of the time I'm pretty slow. But I think some like the stars just align some days like I was talking to people like you got to hit it on the right day at the right time the right race Mm -hmm. and like boom then you got it you know but other than that I'm like dude 10 minute mile sounds awesome (laughs) like let's do that all day long (laughs) but um yeah so I think it was just a I was super grateful and it was a, a cool blessing blessing to have and like I think there's also other things like in ultra running that you knew and I didn't, you know, like there's these people's names that come up and I'm like, oh, Kim talked about that person <laughs> or, you know, like you knew all of this stuff. And I was like, I'm just out here running. I don't know any of this stuff. So I'm still learning. Oh. <laughs> you probably I, Yeah, that's just I don't know. I like to read a lot, you know, and um, I used to wake up. We used to wake up so early to run. I'd wake up at like, you know, 350 or something. So I can eat my oatmeal before we go out right. the door. And um. I'd be sitting there either listening to or reading some like ultra running book or something to try to get myself all pumped up to go run 12 miles, (laughs) you know, so goofy when I think about it now, but (laughs) no, it's, it's awesome. That's what got me running when I was pregnant. So I was super sick with Sierra the first trimester and I kind of stopped and then I read born to run. And then I like, I was like, I gotta run. I have to run. And I (laughs) also have to be a vegan now. And I'm only going to (laughs) eat ground cornmeal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know. I looked everywhere for it, for polenta. Yeah. (laughs) And then I found it at at grocery outlet. It had organic polenta. I bought like, dude, I still have like 10 tubes of polenta (laughs) sitting in my fridge. (laughs) It's good, but it's not that good. (laughs) This is going to make me super fast. Yeah. No. This is my magic here. <laughs> but yes. Okay. So what else? How old is Aiden and Lila now? Okay. So Lila just turned eight last week. Um, Aiden is nine. He'll be mm-hmm. 10 in um, a couple months. And Henry is going to be three in December. Okay. So, 
Wow. Oh my gosh. Time. I know. He feels like such a baby. I can't believe he's going to be three. It's weird. Yeah. It is. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. And so, okay. I have, oh, do you, and you still have your, so, um, your doggies. So green bean, but you did Brutus pass away? Yeah, he did. Oh, it was like, the year we moved to Florida was just the hardest year that was part of it too. Yeah. yeah. He was like my baby, you know, yeah. um, my first right. baby before I even had human children. <laughs> so, but yeah, we still have green bean and I have a bunny now, which is hilarious. He's like a dog. He, he hops uh-huh. around the house and he's like litter box trained. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know, it's the weirdest thing. When I was, <laughs> When I was a teenager, I worked at a country club and there was an older couple that had one of the condos there that they vacationed at. And they brought this little white bunny that liked to drink Tang. So its face was always dyed orange and it like hopped around their condo and was litter box trained. And I thought it was the coolest oh thing. I was like, oh my God. Hilarious. It drank Tang. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It was like, and so it was always like orange. That's chin. so cute. But, okay so what have you found because you've done so like I think just like looking at everything that you've been through and like just even your day-to-day life is pretty incredible what do you find like has helped you stay motivated and like in those days where you're like yeah I just kind of want to stay in bed (laughs) (laughs) or whatever you know when you're just not feeling it like what do you do what have you works for you. Okay. So I think I definitely limit my, I guess I do things to kind of mitigate my vulnerability, right. To those days where you just don't want to get out of bed by scheduling days where I can, you know, not get out of bed. (laughs) And maybe, maybe it's not like, but once every six weeks or something, but I literally will put it on the calendar and be like, you know, this day is coming and that's the day that I have scheduled to, to do this. And right now I got to get things done, you know? Um, and I think beyond Mm -hmm. scheduling those kind of like self-care things, um, I really, really, really focus a lot on goal setting, like, you know, goals for the week, goals for the month, the next year, the next two years, three years. And I try to work in like, I I look at my goals like frequently, like I have a piece of paper, you know, over five years, it's like a little grid and it has like my health goals, my goals for my family, spiritual goals, um, places I want to travel and like professional goals, you know, broken down one year, two years, three years. And I pull it out and I edit it and I look at how I'm doing and um, that really keeps me super motivated. I try to pull it out, you know, several times a week and then, um, yeah. And I just like that constant reminder of, you know, what am I working towards? And, um, you know, I took time to like, make sure that Scott, you know, helped me to come up with these things. So it's not just like, you know, some selfish thing I'm working on myself. It's like, this is, what we want our life to look like, you know, next month and a year from now and two years from now. Um, and I'm always trying to find new ways to like, keep that on my mind, you know, like if it's making a vision board or putting post-its on my mirror or whatever, you know, so that's kind of 
I don't know. What a boring answer. I have a piece of paper in my nightstand. <laughs> but no, it's true. I, like, <laughs> I love that because want to be more organized like that. I'm a very scattered person when it comes to that kind of stuff. For me, I just write it down and then like sometimes I'll find it and I'll be like, oh, oh, cool. That happened. Oh, that didn't happen. You know, that kind of thing. So I like <laughs> that the way that you do it is so purposeful. And then you're more like present in that and kind of like that helps you to know how you're even structuring each day. You know, am I working towards that? So I really like that to have it so like in the front of your mind. Yeah. And I'm always tweaking and adjusting and trying Um, to find like the best way to keep track of those things, you know, like, and I always end up going back to just pen and paper, (laughs) just old school. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes I think writing with a pen and paper is just so much different than the computer or having it print, you know, typing it or putting it on your phone notes or there's something different about it, writing it down. But I'm, are you guys doing distance learning right now? We are. And we actually had the opportunity to send our kids back to school here in Florida. And I kick myself every day for not just sending them back. (laughs) Like uh, it was such a hard decision, you know, at the time, I don't know if I would have been happy like completely happy with anything I chose, but I don't know. It's been really tough. I just, oh, I feel so bad for them. You know, um, it's been hard. I don't know. In some yeah. ways though, I think like Aiden and Lila are super blessed and lucky to have each other. Like, and I think being military kids and moving every couple right. years and going through that experience where they only have each other to play with and each other to, um, you know, talk to, I think has kind of made them a little more resilient during this time, but it's hard. I don't know. It was a tough, tough choice. Um, what about you? What are your kids doing? They are, so Kyle still distance learning. Um, Jordan and Matthew just started back traditional school like Mm -hmm. a week ago. A week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Um, and I could not be more like 100% in support of their school district that they're going to. They started back full on traditional school, but they do have different routine. So they're wearing masks. They're, you know, more, mm-hmm. you know, hygiene conscious. They're, you know, different things like that, that they're putting up, but like mental health wise. So my take on it is our kids, mental health is huge is like hurt and bad, like not so much in our home. What we've done is when they were doing distance learning, we've done a lot of hunting trips. We've done a lot, a lot of mountain biking. Um, you know, we just kind of took it. And I said, I told the boys because Jordan and Matt are both in high school. Colby and Chase are also, um, both in high school and, but they're Mm -hmm. in Texas during the school year right now. And so they, um, have a kind of a different model that they're doing they're doing like hybrid kind of distance learning model there but um for Jordan and Matt we told them we don't care what your grades are we just care that you're passing and getting credit for your classes mm-hmm. and usually I care a lot usually I'm like you need to have good grades you know um but I'm like I don't care as long as you're getting your work done you're passing your classes and getting credit 
and let's go mountain biking, you know, kind of thing, just to keep them out. They were going crazy for a little bit. They're both were almost going to start playing football, you know, and we found out their school district found out one week before they were supposed to start because they were like, we're going back, we're going back. And then finally the governor, Gavin Newsom, put that order in where they couldn't go back. Um, and so even though they didn't have that many cases in the county, you know, kind of thing, um, there was something where they couldn't start back at school. Um, so they were pretty like upset and bummed to not have a football season starting mm-hmm. and all of that. But I don't, I don't know. I feel like the mental health of so many kids is at more risk than the virus is to mm-hmm. them. I, you know, I don't know, like I'm 100% support of people who, yeah, who don't want to, you know, don't want to be out there, don't want their kids to be in it. I'm like, do it. I think that they should have a way and an option, but I think I don't want mm-hmm. our choice taken away from us. You know, that's kind of where I stand is like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, for mental health, I'm grateful that they're there and hoping that um, right. kids will get to go back to school Me so we too. don't see a bigger... I mean, and we have no idea how you know. it's going to affect them long-term. I don't know. It's just, I don't think that, you know, any choice any parent made was going to feel like, you know, 100% great because nobody feels great about their kids having to go to school probably and, you know, not get to play sports and have to wear a mask all day and sit behind plexiglass and some of the things I've seen, but staying home all the time is just like you say, yeah, such a huge impact on their mental health too. And yeah, my kids' grades have suffered for the first time, like ever. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's just so hard, but I'm hopeful, you know, we'll get through it. I think, you know, one little bit at a time and we're definitely sending them back. We're moving, um, we're moving again in December, hopefully. And so we're planning to send them back to traditional school in January, as long as they're um, able to do that. So it's something to look forward to as we're just hanging on to these last couple months of distance learning. And I'm just praying it, you know, goes the way we're hoping. Yeah. Yeah. I know like with, um, one thing that I was thinking, cause I was super, I was like really against the distance learning and I was really upset about it. And I kind of voiced that to, to my kids. Cause I wanted to watch them play football. I wanted them to go back to school. We didn't, you know, feel with, I mean, we don't even get, if we were to want to self or like to quarantine, we don't get that option mm-hmm. because of Chad's work. You know, he has to be out in the mm-hmm. public. He has to be up close and personal with people. Yeah. And then he's coming home, you know? So I'm like, well, we can't, even if we wanted to and felt that we needed to kind of stay home, right. we don't get that luxury. So I want you know, kids to be in school. And um, so I kind of voiced it. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? People have been through way harder things like kids have than distance learning. Mm -hmm. So I need to like turn this around and not like make them feel like they're going through this really crazy hard thing, which it is really hard. It is, but (laughs) right. There's a lot harder things out there, you know, to go. (laughs) 
So I try. I'm to always saying like, uh, you get to, not you have um, to, right? We're going to have a get to attitude. You get to stay home and do school in your PJs. I like Actually, that. I don't let them stay in their PJs, but <laughs> you know, I'm like, you get to do this. Isn't that great? I think it would be helpful though, if I didn't wait until we were like all frustrated with each other. And then I'm like, you mean you get to, you get to in my crazy mom voice, but we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but and your kids are being there a little younger you have to be more hands-on with, uh, with them and their yeah learning, right? I suppose I mean I think you know that's more to do with just like keeping them focused like they're definitely capable of um completing everything independently for the most part but just you know making sure that they're not goofing off and um you know, just watching Minecraft videos on YouTube <laughs> instead of doing their homework, um, that kind of thing. But I'm, I've been working throughout most of the pandemic. So that's been interesting. We have like this really wonderful college student, um, friend of ours who comes to the house and she does her schoolwork like alongside of them because she's distance learning too. So that's been a really huge okay. help and they love her and, you know, she's, she's really a wonderful, wonderful girl. So lucky to have her doing most of it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So, um, kind of, I, I made some notes to try to, so I could remember all the things I wanted to ask you. So, um, kind of back on on like running a little bit and because you fractured your your pelvis during during the marathon during the run (laughs) was that when you did well I mean I guess it was a stress fracture so it's like building over time but it was so weird I had zero pain in that area when we were training and then um during the race I noticed it at like mile 16 ish I was like hmm this kind of like when I walk through the aid station, it's really hard to get running again. So I was like, okay, I guess I just don't, don't stop anymore. I'm just going to keep running. And then when I finished, it just hurt so much, but you think, well, I just ran a marathon. Of course it hurts, <laughs> you know, yeah. of course it hurts. That's to be expected. Right. So it was like a while before yeah. I went to the doctor, I think a couple weeks. Um, and yeah, anyways, it mm-hmm. come to find out like a month later or something, I'd fractured it. And I had to rest for like six weeks and I'd already basically rested for like a month. And it was so hard for me because at that point running was like my, like my only self-care, you know, and I had two little kids um, and Mm -hmm. I was in school and like, I firmly believe that being a stay at home mom is the hardest job in the world. Like I've done, (laughs) I've done lots of different (laughs) things now, you know, I've stayed home, I've gone to work part-time, full-time, you know, and staying home with two little babies was the hardest and not being able to run was so difficult during that time. But, um, you know, that energy I had and that, um, that knowledge that like I can run a marathon if I train for it and that's a really hard thing to do and I can even do it with a broken bone (laughs) you know that made me like really tough I think and um I applied for grad school which I never ever thought that I would do 
I mean, solely, I think, because I had that, um, that big thing under my belt now, like I'm a marathon runner, you know, <laughs> like I can do hard things. Right. So. right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, it's one of those things that it takes so much mental, like willpower to mm-hmm. yeah. get the training done, you know, and, and, and then do it. I think that's one of the biggest things about running that I love and that I see in other people is what it makes mm-hmm. them capable of doing Absolutely. outside of me. Yeah. You know, and kids give me such a hard time, especially Jordan, who's now 17. Like if I start to, to <laughs> do like a running metaphor or tell somebody something about running, he like rolls his eyes and is like, here we go again, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, no, seriously, buddy. Like I've had such huge like growth experiences out there on the trail by myself or with other people, you know, and just like how it makes it. So you're like, dude, I can do that. Like if I can go run a marathon or if I can go, you know, do whatever, yeah. like, yeah, that's a piece of cake, you know, or not even a piece of cake. I'd even just give you the courage to take that step and be like little by little, you know, as I train basically, you know, as you add things, um, and increase and learn more and it's just that there's so many layers to it like the immediate like I feel so good when I'm running and then when I'm done running and then your whole day is like well I'm gonna eat well today because I ran eight miles this morning or whatever I don't want to waste my workout eating junk food right and I'm gonna get good sleep because I'm really tired (laughs) when it comes to nighttime and like Everything is just better <laughs> when you wake up and run in the morning. Uh-huh. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I feel always feel more productive. If I wake up and even lose a couple hours of sleep, I feel For like sure. I get more done than yeah. had I, and I laid in bed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we're just brain. so so excited. We can't stop talking <laughs> about it even. Yeah. Like, um, and I think also the thing about that marathon too, and you, I don't know if you knew this at the time, but for me, it was like, it was so huge because it felt like it was the first thing that I ever really attempted. And, um, I got it like the first time and it was, it felt like a really big thing that I actually finished. Like, I don't know if you knew that I dropped out of high school when I was 15. Yeah. And, um, I tried a couple Uh times to go, to college. Like I, you know, I started out in a community college and I went for a couple of years and, um, I think I had like 55 credits or something after two years and I didn't have my associate's degree and I took some time off and I went back to school for like a semester and then I took more time off and, you know, I always was just taking it one little bit at a time. And I don't know if I ever, it was really hard to just find direction, you know? And, um, I always knew like my big, big goal for myself is I really, I want to be a therapist. This is what I want to do, but it seemed so unattainable. Like I'm a high school dropout, you know, I didn't even get through my junior year. How can I, how could I do this? But, um, it really gave me the confidence I needed, you know, it really, really did. That is really cool. Um, I mean, what a neat story that is um, to like even share with people because of how successful and where you're at today. Like if you look at that 
and compare it. And so if you're like, well, running this marathon helped me to kind of feel that sense of accomplishment. And like now look, seriously, dude, you have your master's and you're like an amazing mom. You know, you're an amazing person. Not that dropping out of high school would make you not amazing, right? Um, But I feel like so many people that are in that boat, they feel that sense of failure their whole life and can't get over it. And it's like, no, you can, you know, it's not the end all because like you're that perfect, perfect example of like, and you're so smart too. So like when you, when you just said that, I was like, you dropped out of high school. Like I always felt like, oh my gosh, I'm so flattered. Well, Kim's way smarter than me, (laughs) you know, like you're super smart. You know, you know, oh all my this gosh. Well, thank you. And That's so, so kind. Yeah. Um, likewise. Right. Well, I definitely have struggled with imposter syndrome, you know, every step of the way, but um, I think it's so important to. That's I, that's what I love about goal setting. You know, it's back to that is like, we've probably talked about this before. I will like make a list for myself every day. And if my confidence is low or if I'm feeling unmotivated, I will write like stupid things on my to-do list that I know I'm going to do no matter what, <laughs> just because crossing them off makes me feel so good. I'm like, right. me <laughs> taking a shower and I've crossed this off, you know, <laughs> and, and it gives you that little boost. And it's so weird. I just yeah. think like once you get, you work hard at something and you achieve one thing, it's like, you have that evidence for the rest of your life that if you work hard, you can achieve something big, you know? And I just needed that evidence. I just needed one thing. And since then, I guess everything else has been more manageable, you know? That is awesome. That is a really cool takeaway from, from that. I really like that way, you know, that, that you shared that with me. I think that's awesome. Like super motivating, very, very motivating. And it's so true too, you know, and, and going back. So my friend, my good friend, Christy, who is kind of one of my current running buddies. um, We talk about this all the time because people will be like, they'll hear you ran a marathon. They'll hear you did a 50 K or like, oh my gosh, you ran 50 miles. And they're like, whoa, you're amazing. I could never do that. And I'm like, well, physically, actually, you probably could, you know, people who don't like some people can't, they have physical ailments where running is not something that they can do, but a lot of people could, right. And it's like that, that step-by-step training plan. So like, in my mind, I never think, oh yeah, like there's no way you could do it. Like (laughs) we're just special. It's like, no, (laughs) like I'm not anything special. If I can do this, Mm -hmm. you can do this, you know, kind of kind of thing and we were we were joking we just need to start responding like I know I'm freaking amazing (laughs) but like not in one second believing that to be like the truth of yeah you're right I'm just amazing and people right well there's two parts to that right so two things can be true at one time like it can be true that you guys need to learn to take a compliment Right. But it's also true that, yeah, like, and I really feel like almost anybody can do it. I mean, if I can do it, you know, I'm not some highly skilled athlete or anything, you know, and, um, I think that's such a common thing is, you know, uh, 
if you're not into running or, you know, endurance sports at all, you, you think like it's some special kind of person that does these things. And it's really not, it's like, go print a plan off the internet and just wake up and just do it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And in reality, like if you compare a, a long distance run to a hard time in your life, The long distance run is so much easier. You know, it's like, oh, all I had to do that day was put one foot in the, in front of the other for 12 hours. Yeah, just keep eating. That was like my goal. Oh, and eat things (laughs) and drink things. You know, like, like food and keep putting one foot in front of the other. Um, And that's like the simplicity of it, really. I mean, you have to mind power. You have to get your, you know, not let your mind take over and, tell you that you can't go any farther or whatever but and like it's really that simple and so many mm-hmm. days in life are so not that simple <laughs> you know right but I think and, that like that is it's still so, very relatable like even for the big hard things in life because you know I always tell myself like just do the next right thing you know just the next yeah. thing that you have to do and I said that just today like yeah um about this upcoming move, someone was asking me, like, are you ready for your move? Are you excited or whatever? And then a few minutes later, the same person asked me, are you working next weekend? I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) I'm one day at a time right now. You know, I'm just, I'm just completing my day right now. And I will open my calendar and look at tomorrow. And I don't know where I was going with that. But basically, I think, you know, one foot in front of the other one. Yeah, one next next right thing next day just if you just keep doing the thing that you have to do next eventually the hard thing is over you know right right absolutely I you have very good good perspective so are you um, currently working sort of so I'm not I'm not right like now? I am yes is the short answer but I'm not um done with my post-grad, um, supervised hours yet. So I work under another, um, licensed clinician and I have like a couple of jobs. I work at a hospital in like an inpatient psychiatric facility. And then, um, I work in a, um, substance abuse counseling job, like with, um, court mandated, like folks on probation have to go to substance abuse counseling. Okay. Wow. That must be pretty rewarding. Do you guys, or have you yes. studied? Yes. Well, I mean, we learned that it exists, and- right? But that's like such a subspecialty, like animal assisted therapy and stuff. Um, equine therapy is amazing. You'd be so good at that. Okay. Yes. That's what, that's kind of where I'm hoping to go. I'm for, it was way before I met you. I actually had like a few grants written up to start an outdoor program for troubled youth um, and was like ready to submit them. Had a good friend of mine who like was, oh, I can't remember what her, what her job was, but she like, you know, kind of edited them for me and got them ready, you know, hooked me up with like the different um, companies or organizations to send them to. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, I can't have mm-hmm. troubled youth in my home with young kids. You know, like I'm, my kids come first. Um, and so, and with the outdoor program, right. it was going to be, 
kind of like on our property. Right. Um, and so I was thinking about that and, um, would love, and I was wanting to use horses for it. And now I'm like, you know what? I don't have to use horses for troubled youth, even though that's where my heart goes. Um, right now with our own kids at home, um, I can offer, you know, just like free horse time to whoever wants it, adults, kids, you know, whatever, um, is kind of where I'm starting right now and working with the wild Mustangs. It's so healing. It's like incredible what they do. So, um, I would love to learn more and I'm sure you know more about the psychological effects and the physiological effects too, that animals have. Like I've read a little bit of the science behind it. Um, but you know, I, I want to learn so much more because it's amazing to see. They were talking about how in. Um, no, is it? About okay, running so with have a dog? you read the book Running with Sherman? A donkey? Are you kidding me? <laughs> with so a donkey. Cute. With a burrow. You got it. I'm just starting. Yes, I'm yes, I have. It's so, so cool. Have you heard of burrow mm-hmm. racing? <laughs> so I think it's hilarious. Chad won't let me. He says he does not want to be the person with the wife. Uh, Chad, <laughs> party <the> pooper. Fuck <laughs> <So. laughs> <But without> it. <laughs> right. Um, and so just he was in this book, he was just touching on um, some of the statistics and how people with like high doses of medication are able to go down, like cut them down half, you know, take half their medication and still be showing more signs of, I can't think of the right words to, but like, um, right. Their symptoms remit, even you know, though they're less using signs less of their, of their medication. Illness. Yeah. That's with, really common. And people with, um, tra- like trauma, uh, excuse me, trauma history and folks that struggle with anxiety disorders and things like that. Also, I mean, depression, even if you're not engaging in animal assisted therapy, like with a licensed provider or, um, something like that, just even having a pet and something that you have to take care mm-hmm. of, you know, gets you up in the morning and gets you going and helps with that routine. That's so important in, um, you know, managing uh, serious mental illness, if that's something you struggle with. So um, I talk about that a lot, uh, a lot in group therapy and stuff and in management of substance use disorders yeah. too. I mean, there's really nothing that there's no one that having an animal can't okay. help did I say that right? Like animals are great for everybody. Right. Right. Yeah. I can see that. And they're like, one of the studies showed even putting like a fish in like great grandpa's room at the home improved his health and his, you know, all, um, you know, just like all of his well-being, his happiness and stuff. And so it's, it's pretty amazing. I know I feel it. Like Mm -hmm. I I say running is my medicine. Horses are my therapy because, and they're also a complete, like they're like looking in the mirror, (laughs) you know, and cause you got to check. Oh, right. If you're not grounded, then your animals will reflect everything, you know, out of control Um, of you. And that's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. It's wise. This is how we're able to run and like not, feel like it was a big deal because you're very easy to talk to. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you are awesome to talk to. I really miss our runs. I miss five at five, <laughs> even though I've been like lazy and starting running at seven these days. But um, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll sleep until seven. But yeah, I miss like our, our five at five runs and um, even our 20 milers that we started at four. Those were good to like get back <laughs> in the house before like, anybody got yes. out of bed. Kind of made you feel good, (laughs) you know. Like, oh, yeah. I just ran twenty miles, and you guys are still in bed. (laughs) But, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to share? Oh my goodness, that's so funny that you say that. I don't know. I always um. When I'm doing assessments with patients at the hospital, my last question is always, is there anything you wish we talked about that we didn't talk about? (laughs) I can't think of anything. I can't. I would stay (laughs) on the phone with you forever because I just love you and I'm, my heart is just full when I talk to you. So we'll have to do this again sometime soon. Absolutely. I would love that. That would be awesome. And yeah, super good to talk to you and good luck on your upcoming move. I wish <laughs> I was like there. That's very like, you. Oh, yes. How many children? You have eight but, children yeah, and uh, you know, all these things. Let me help you move, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, my boys can lift things now. So it's oh. pretty fun. They love me so <laughs> much because I volunteer them all the time. <laughs> I'm like you, you say you can squat 300 and something pounds. Okay, yeah. come help the neighbors move their piano. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, so. You as well. <laughs> yeah, well, good to talk to you, Kim. And okay, we'll do. I can't wait to good see Good luck your with everything. Although I'm not going to listen to mine. <laughs> talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>